I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. And I'm listening to the Launchpad Podcast. Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm not Aaron. I'm Matt. Leave that in, Rumi. I'm both of us today. It's just me. Aaron is moving to Georgia to start on Walking Dead again. So I am doing our intros, but I was lucky enough that Rumi and I did get to go to WonderCon 2019 in Anaheim. Uh, we got to go together for two full days, and it was just a shit show of awesome. We did so many great, great interviews. We had so much fun meeting people, seeing fans and stuff, both fans of our modest little podcast, but also just fans of the same nerd shit that we're, you know, in love with. Rumi bought a way too expensive Robocop figure that he immediately opened in the car, and that scares me every time because I think he's going to lose the pieces, and I'm, like, worried for him. But uh, it's awesome. He, we had a great, great time at WonderCon this year. We interviewed Andy Kubert, Emmer Kubert, or Rusty Glad. We interviewed Peter J. Tomasi, Arthur Sudam, Tim Sale, Charles Soule, and there are still more coming. Like today, we are interviewing Jerry Duggan, who just recently brought Conan back into the Marvel Universe and immediately threw him on the Savage Avengers team. He's going to talk to us a little bit about that, but also he's done some great work in the Star Wars universe. He's done amazing stuff for Deadpool, and he's an alumni of our college, Emerson College. So you guys got to check these interviews out today. We got him, and then after that, we have Kevin Conroy. That is the voice of Batman for pretty much everyone in our generation. I know that when I read books, he's the voice that I hear. We were lucky enough to get a couple minutes with him. He was just an awesome guy, a great interview, and you know, just as excited about comics and Batman as we are. So check those interviews out right now. But guys, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LaunchpadPod. And please hit us up on our website, launchpadpod.com. We love hearing from you guys. Please like, subscribe, leave reviews. That stuff is so important for us. It really, really uh, helps us. It, it'll help us expand the show as well, which uh, we'll be doing soon. We got some, some stuff to tell you soon about that. So check it out. Buckle up. This is the fourth installment of Launchpad Goes to WonderCon 2019. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. I still am like wagging my tail about this trip to WonderCon because we got to see so many great people, talk to so many cool uh, creators. First up today, we have Jerry Duggan. He is an amazing writer. He went to the same college that Aaron and I did, Emerson College in Boston, and uh, he's been writing for comics for quite a while now. He's written a bunch of Deadpool, some Star Wars stuff, a bunch of Avengers, and he's got new stuff coming down the pike. We're going to let him tell you guys a little bit about that. And also, one of my favorites, which was, I think, one of, if not the first thing he did, which was called Last Christmas. This is a Christmas-flavored apocalypse thing where uh, Santa Claus just goes on a killing spree and on the force of good. It's not a shitty movie Sunday killing spree. Check it out. Listen to our interview and you got to check out The Last Christmas. It's actually written by Jerry Duggan and it's drawn by Rick Remander. So check that out. But first, check out our interview with Jerry Duggan. All right, Launchpad Pod here at WonderCon Anaheim 2019. Matt, who are we with? We are here with none other than Jerry Duggan. It has been... I'm sure it's been a crazy busy con for you because we've been trying to track you down all day and just now, pretty much at the end of the day, we're finally getting you and you look like you've been 
I've, working I today. signed a lot of comics. I had a lot of fun, met a lot of fans. Uh, my, my trip was uh, cut somewhat short. Uh, I thought I was going to be here three days, uh, and I think I managed to get the word out to everyone that I was going to miss tomorrow. Uh, so today has been a little bit of a zoo, uh, but it's been a lo- it's always fun. I never really 100% know uh, what kind of crowds I'm going to get, especially in L.A. where I've signed so much. Sure. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, but the, yeah, the Anaheim crowds have been wonderful and the WonderCon folks have been great. I had a spotlight panel and I let, a, I let some people read uh, the first issue of Savage Avengers oh. on my uh, iPad. <laughs> uh, That's incredible. Yeah, I'd, I'd let you see it, but my son has it now. He's like doing some Minecraft. Can we interview him? He's doing yeah. some Minecraft. <laughs> Not during Minecraft time. Well, <laughs> you have done so much stuff. You've written Deadpool. You've written Chewbacca. You've written Guardians of the Galaxy. Different kinds of Avengers. Hulk. Um, uh, Batman. There is one thing, though, that I would love to talk to you about, and that sure. is one of the first comics, no joke, that I ever got into was a little something called The Last Christmas. Uh-huh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Uh, uh, would, would you, for those of us who may not have heard of it, can you kind of pitch us the, the, the synopsis of what that book is about? Sure. Uh, it's, um, it's about Santa Claus after the apocalypse. It's a true story. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've, we've, had, um, we've had medicinal marijuana in California for a very long time, but uh, we've had recreational marijuana even longer uh, and now it's legal. Uh, so Br- Brian Posehn and I uh, got, uh, we used to play some video games and threaten to do some writing and hang out and uh, maybe smoke a little. And uh, we came up with this idea and then uh, we found sort of the only people that could bring it to life in Rick Remender and Hillary Barda and uh, Michelle Madsen was our colorist. And uh, you know, it's something I'm still proud of to this day. I know it's the last thing that Rick ever uh, ever drew, drew because yeah. he's been uh, so uh, su- successful as a as a writer. And uh, you know, I, I miss uh, I miss his art. So uh, you know, for 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 fans of sort of fun, uh, you know, it's it's a horror story, but it's fun. I think it's sad and funny. You know, a lot of the DNA of sort of the flavors that we would try to call up in our Deadpool run, I think, are present there. Sure, yeah. And it's it's a little bit of a Western. It's uh, an origin story. Um, and at the same time, it doesn't bust Santa. And, uh, you know, we still take those, uh, you know, uh, conventions from the, the old Christmas stories. We have the boy that still believes in Santa, and we have, uh, you know, Christmas being threatened and... Uh, you know, if if we're lucky, maybe something will happen with it in Hollywood. Although, uh, I I you know, who knows what happens with those things anymore? It was super fun. So, what were some of your like inspirations for that? Like, uh, were there any movies or other comic books you're reading at the time that like I want this flavor? I want to pull from this. If you love something, if you you know, and you're you you want to m- go into a new direction, but be. Uh, you know, inspired uh, to to try and embody something. We we Brian and I and and Rick and I think all of us. You know, we grew up in the era of uh, you know the Road Warrior. You know, and so yeah. you know there were stories like that, and obviously Rankin Bass. Uh, you know, the old Christmas specials, and we sort of threw that together in our head. And you know, in a weird way, culture seems to have sort of followed too. I mean, geez, you know, uh, 
you know, we have a new Mad Max movie, you know, uh, 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 that was amazing. That was a much better movie, I think, than we were, that we certainly deserved sure. as, as a species. You know, that's, that's, that's a masterpiece. Probably uh, true. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's undoubtedly true. So we, you know, it was, it was a real um, love letter to those things, but it was also a, you know, an attempt at uh, validating. Because, look, Brian and I had that idea in Hollywood, and people laughed, and then they sort of said, well, what else do you have? And we were like, oh, crap, we were supposed to have something else. Uh, <laughs> well, give us a minute, you know? And uh, so the comic book to me was the end of the road for the for that it was hey guess what we got to prove that this worked sure and uh you know uh, if it ends up coming back around that we have a, a fun uh animated messed up animated thing out of it great uh but you know again like i never dreamt that any of my comic books would be movies do you know what i mean sure, like yeah. i didn't uh Batman 89 was uh, really cool, but like even then after that movie, I didn't uh, ever dream of seeing the Avengers. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I, uh, and it's cool that it happened, uh, but, but you know, comics need to be good comics. And uh, I know that's a great comic because I got to work with my friends and we worked really hard and, you know, uh, we paid what we could to our artists and, you know, Rick, was able to turn what little page rate we were paying and then, you know, uh, keep the lights on while he wrote uh, strange, <laughs> you know, uh, his own IP, like Strange Girl and, mm -hmm. you know, Fear Agent was getting going then. And uh, it was, those are important, uh, you know, important relationships. That's the thing. When I look back on my books, I always think about, you know, the, the time that I had with, the collaborators while we were making the comic that's i tend not to reread my stuff i think probably everyone's like that. sure but uh you know i when i think of wrenching on deadpool i think about brian i think about my editor jordan and then certainly you know our artists from hawthorne and koblish and and mateo lolly and all of our guest yeah. artists and colorist it was just that was that was the thing that I will treasure. I'm glad everyone gets the comics out of it. Sure, yeah. But, you know, I'm, glad, I'm more glad we had a good time. That's well, amazing. as far as good times call, go, let's say Hollywood calls right now and we're making the last Christmas movie. Yeah. Do you know who you, let's say, and you, you had the call to do it, who would you cast as that badass Mad Max ass-kicking Santa? I mean, I have some ideas, but this is like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not really being coy, like, We've we, when we started it, we thought it could be live action with a grumpy Bruce Willis, and now you know, that. as people you know are talking about uh, you know a piece of animation, it really opens the doors a bit wider. And so I've heard a lot of really exciting names. You know, uh, um, anyone uh, anyone from that original idea of Bruce Willis to. You know, unfortunately, uh, Alec Baldwin went and played Santa. Sure. <laughs> We've been at this so long, but that one would have been rad. There's a lot of people. Uh, do you watch, sh uh, I'm going to say shitty and or horror Christmas movies? I, I do, but I don't. Like, I, I, I saw the ones when I was a kid. Like, I saw Silent Night. Sure. But, like, you know, my, my son's only 10, so, the you know, the stuff that we're watching is... More or less. Now, granted, 
he's the son of a Deadpool writer, so I mean, <laughs> so he's that. seen almost all of RoboCop. You know, right? It's Hell he's yeah. basically getting to watch the same stuff that I was sneaking at ten because I get it. You know, we we, we love Fury Road. That's that's a new Christmas movie. For us. <laughs> That's awesome. He's he's uh, thrilled every time we drive by the Fox Plaza. He recognizes Nakatomi. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, so it sounds like you're, you're, you're schooling this kid right. He's being parented correctly. Am I? I mean, I don't know what the schools are doing for him. I can only control what he learns at home. <laughs> by that doing for the a Lord's dollar. work. <laughs> well. What do you have going on right now or coming out soon? You mentioned Savage Avengers, which I am psyched about. Yeah, Savage Avengers is going to be a blast. Uh, I was asked, um, Marvel got the license to uh, make new Conan comics, and uh, CB asked me if I wanted to uh, be the first writer uh, to open Savage Avengers, or Savage Sword of Conan, and I said yes. And I think I'm Savage, I think that's Savage sort of Conan number 236 that's how much I, I might be wrong exactly okay. it's somewhere in there that in that legacy numbering uh, so I'm I'm very lucky in assignments I'm very lucky in collaborators you know I, I was able to uh, get to work with Ron Garney and Richard Eisenhoff on that book and it is uh, you know an artistic tour de force uh, you know Ron Put so much love. We're all Conan fans. Sure. And the Conan Properties guys are also Conan fans. It's like... That's which, great. Oh, how yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. It's like if Costanza got the Yankees, you know? Yeah, they're right. like, they just want to hear <laughs> super cool uh, stories. Um, and, you know, they, they want you to be successful. And so does Marvel. And so uh, around the same time, uh, Tom Brevoort, the longtime legendary Avengers editor... Uh, said, hey, as part of this deal, we have the ability to have Conan interact with the Marvel Universe. Would you be interested? And I was like, yes! So, <laughs> That's uh, incredible. I grabbed, you cut his table in half uh, with yes, a sword? Yes, exactly. Crom. <laughs> uh, but yes, so I, I'm having a lot of fun. It's uh, being drawn by Mike Diodato Jr. and uh, with colors by Frank Martin. Uh, and uh, it's one of the best looking books in the world. Uh, it it we have a we're we have a 30 page number one first issue in early may and then that saturday is free comic book day and we'll have a 10 page uh prelude to it so you'll get 40 pages in that first week uh. and then we're monthly thereafter i have some really big plans i know it's a crazy cast i know there are conan uh hardcores that are skeptics about this uh conan yeah. in the marvel universe I will slay that skepticism uh, in the first issue. I think uh, I think everyone's going to be a fan after that first issue. I hope, uh, you know, if you're listening to this now, please pre-order it so your retailer doesn't guess uh, how many he's going to be short by. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it will go to second prints. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to collaborate on this. So I hope everyone has a lot of fun. That's super cool. Rumi, yes. what is best? <laughs> To get the Conan title, see the Avengers drawn before me, and hear the lamentation of the haters. That's so, right. <laughs> there you go. You were thinking of that this whole interview. Oh, the whole you. time I was waiting for a way to ask that. But uh, I'm super excited. I'm a huge Conan fan. Okay. I think it's so interesting to see what you guys are going to do. I am skeptical, but I trust because of what you guys have done. Yeah. Somebody who has been able to do Deadpool and make him still a serious character, even though he's ridiculous, to what you've done with Guardians of the Galaxy, which 
are kind of silly killer characters, but have such a viability in the way you tell their stories. Like, that's really important. And a Conan mashup, people say it doesn't work, but we were just talking over here about Batman versus Predator. Shouldn't work, but it works out great if done in right. the right hands. And I think I think you definitely have the hands to, to make and that happen. And don't forget, there's a lot of other toys that come with Conan, you know. There's <laughs> yeah. uh, Belit, there's, uh, you know, one of my favorite comic stories growing up was that... Uh, uh, you know, Cool and Goth Saga, uh, you know, an X-Men 191, 192. Uh, so there's there's a lot of fun things that uh, that come with the Barbarian. And, uh, you know, at the moment, we don't have Conan movies or Conan TV shows. So if you're a Conan junkie or you think, you know, I, I've had a lot of people come up to me this weekend, an unexpected number of people that said, I've never read any Conan, but I'm hooked. Uh, it really, I just thought, you know, and those are just younger fans who, you know, are not searching back issue bins for something they don't know about. So right. sure, uh, it's going to be good. I, I really think it's going to be really cool. I can't wait to see it. When does that drop? Savage Avengers is uh, May second, and then May fourth, and then monthly thereafter. Savage Sword of Conan is running right now. Issue three is at the printer, uh, but check that out. It has amazing Alex Ross covers. We're 10 minutes into talking about Conan. We haven't even mentioned Alex Ross yet, so oh. <laughs> you got to shout out those covers. are just unbelievable. Uh, yeah, love um, Alex Ross. Yeah, it's a real dream come true. You've had an amazing career. You've done so many fun stuff. We are psyched. I mean, I'm all that, that Savage Avengers team is like a dream team for me, and I admit... I know Conan from the movies more than the comics, but I'm sure. super excited to see what you could do. Well, I, so. think, I think you'll dig it. Uh, and obviously, it's the internet, so feel free to show up in my mentions and let me know how i do speaking of the internet where can we find you where can we reach you on social media websites where can we see what you're up to my twitter handle is just my name it's at jerry duggan uh, i don't recommend following me but have at it if you want it's <laughs> g-e-r-r-y-d-u-g-g-a-n and i i post uh, uh photos over on instagram under dig duggan d-i-g-d-u-g-g-a-n uh I appreciate the time. Uh, let oh, me know. We yeah. appreciate. It. Thank you so much. We really Thank you. That was, that was that was. This is a lot of fun, and there's a lot to look forward to, Thank which you. is great. Awesome. Yeah. Have fun. Uh, I hope you guys dig the comics. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's us. Launchpad Pod at WonderCon Anaheim 2019 with Jerry Duggan. That was so cool. This is a guy who knows his superheroes, and he does a really good job of kind of coming at them from a different angle. I cannot wait to see what he does with Savage Avengers. We've saved the best for last. We were fortunate enough. The Rocketeers got to spend some time with the voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy. What a wonderful guy. Such a sincere guy, too. We, he was our, our biggest name that we were reaching for, and we didn't know if we'd get him. And we stopped by his table a couple times, and he was very down-to-earth and chill. And he was like, it's just real busy right now. Maybe come back later. Then the next day, he's like, come back first thing tomorrow. And we were worried we'd get there, and he'd just be like, this is too busy, guys. Sorry. But... They actually told the line, oh, you know, Mr. Conroy will be right out. He's going to do an interview first. And me and Aaron just looked at each other with these huge grins. Our tails were wagging like crazy. And uh, we got to talk with Batman. And we didn't only talk to him about Gotham City. Uh, no, we actually talked to him a little bit about some Shakespeare as well. So check this out. 
All right, we're here at WonderCon Anaheim 2019 Launchpad Podcast. Matt, who do we got on the show? We have none other than actor extraordinaire Kevin Conroy. Mr. Conroy, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to be on the show. Sure, great to be here. You have been super busy. We've seen you a couple times. There has been a line wrapped around the building for mm -hmm. people to come and chat with you. Isn't that great? Um, you tell me. Is it great? I mean, it's oh, a lot it's of work, incredible. but... No, the whole reason to come to these is to interact with the audience. You know, when you work in voiceover, you... You act and you put your performance out there in the ether and you never get that feedback that you get on stage, you know? Yeah. So the fun to coming to Comic-Cons is that interaction. Absolutely. And you mentioned voiceover, but you also mentioned stage. We want to go way back. We uh -huh. all know you as the voice of a very specific superhero. Yeah. But way before that, you were a Shakespearean super. <laughs> Actually, you were more than one Shakespearean superhero, right? Yeah, I trained at Juilliard. I started out uh, in the theater in New York working for John Hausman. Um, I did a lot of Shakespeare, a lot of classics, the Greeks. Um, I worked with Joe Papp at the Public Theater, um, Jack O'Brien at the Old Globe Theater in San Diego. Wow. Uh, I did a lot of uh, classics. That was my training. I learned early on that you can't really make a living doing Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> so I started doing voiceovers commercially, and that led to voiceovers and animation. I was in Hamlet okay. for Joe Papp. I played uh, Laertes. Oh, okay. Um, I was Lysander in Midsummer. I was Oberon mm -hmm. in Midsummer. I was Edgar in King Lear. Wow. Uh, Edmund in King Lear. I've done a lot of Lear. <laughs> um, some of those were on stage and some of those were t for television? They were all on stage. Okay. Um, Much Ado I did with John Glover. Much Ado About Nothing. We did, uh, he was Benedict, I was Claudio. I've been really fortunate. I did a lot of work. The one film of uh, Midsummer that I did for Joe Papp was with William Hurt, played mm -hmm. Oberon. And Christine Baranski was Helena. I was Lysander. Wow. Uh, that was for Central Park, and that was filmed. Okay. Uh, so there is a film of that, but it was originally a stage production. Okay. And our, our, our listeners might not know this, but I am a huge Shakespeare fan. I love Shakespeare. So oh, it's really cool to get to talk to you and hear, oh, hear those neat things. When you're working on a Shakespeare play, what is, what is it like prepping for that as opposed to prepping for, say, Batman? Well, the biggest difference... In terms of approaching the character, they're very much the same. Batman's a very Shakespearean character. He's an epic, classic hero. He, right. He's written in that style. Um, so he, I approached him the same way I would approach Hal, you know, one of the great Shakespearean hero characters. But um, the big difference is in technical approach. Um, Shakespeare, there is just so much textual analysis that you have to do because it's written in iambic pentameter. Sure. And he structures the, the pentameter, the beats, in the way he wants you to use the language. And you have to honor that. Mm -hmm. That takes a lot of training. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it influences how you interpret the character, how you read the lines. Very much so. Whereas with a contemporary character like Batman, it's, you know, all about your gut, what your gut's telling you to do, you know? And with Batman, it's a very gutty, gutty kind of guy. <laughs> well, you have done stage, you have done screen, both as live action and as a, a voice actor. Yeah. Um, do you prefer either live action to voiceover or vice versa? Is there a reason you may like one more than the other? Actors, the actor's medium is the theater. Mm -hmm. Television is about the writers and film is about the directors. Interesting. Okay. That's how I break it down. That's I can really see that. where each person is king. So the place where actors are king is in the theater. So sure. that's where I'm most comfortable. That's where I get to do the most. It's the most fun. Um, you get the most interaction with the audience. Yeah. Uh, immediate response. It's yeah. immediate response. 
So that's that's my my first love. That makes that makes total sense. Yeah. Well, let's delve into Batman a little bit. We have seen you in multiple or heard you, I guess I should say, multiple movies, a uh, hundred something episodes of the TV shows. Let's go back in time. Alternate reality. You get the call and they say, Mr. Conroy, we're sorry, but we can't give you the role of Batman. But you can pick any other character in the animated series to voice. Who it's very ironic that you would ask that, Why ask is that? that question because at the audition, I just saw, I, I didn't know a lot about Batman, okay. the legacy. I had to be t sort of educated on it all. Okay. So when I went in, I thought, well, this is kind of the hero. The heroes are always the boring characters. Sure. You know, the characters are the more interesting ones. And in this show, it looks like the villains are the most interesting ones. So I thought, well, why don't I do like Bullock or, or, uh, or uh, Joker? You know, and I was trying to pitch myself for Bullock. You know, I could do a real good New York cop. And Andrea said, don't you get it? If you, we're interested in you for Batman, you will be in every show. <laughs> you will be the center of the show. She said, why are you trying to talk yourself out of this job? So um, it's ironic you would ask that question. So to answer your question, there were so many interesting characters in Batman. So there's just so many different characters. It's, it's interesting fun. that you say Bullet, because I don't know if you had the same experience, but growing up, the, the show was the introduction point for me for so many different characters and so many different arcs. Bullock was one of them. And I fell in love with that character and then went back and read some of the comics. And it's, it's amazing. And I, I, I can see, or at least I know what appeals to me about that character. What appeals about that character to you? He's got a great soul and a great heart. Bullock is all heart. Yeah. He's grizzled and he's tough, but he's all heart underneath. And that's what I loved about the character. Yeah. <laughs> the one other thing I definitely wanted to ask you was, have you ever thought about what your Joker would sound like? And you mentioned that that was someone that you were interested in. Have you ever tried... A Joker? Well, I became so, you know, poisoned by Mark Hamill. How could you not? Yeah. He's so good. Went, oh, Betty, how are you? <laughs> you know, I just started imitating him. Yeah. And uh, I, I have fun doing it, but I'm nowhere near as good as him. He's just oh. totally psychotic, you know. That's amazing. That's, I mean, where can your fans find out what you're up to? Social media, website, stuff like that. Uh, oh, uh, Kevin Conroy. Uh, I Twitter, I'm at Real Kevin Conroy. Okay. The and my one. website is uh, Real Kevin Con uh, KevinConroy.com. But uh, on Twitter and, and Facebook, I'm at Real Kevin Conroy. And what's your next project coming up? I'd have to kill you if I told you. Oh, no. Wait, wait, they don't let us say anything. Can I hear for free? You can kill him. No, and I'll I, just I, I, every time I've said anything, I've gotten into so much trouble. So what's the latest that came out that you've worked well, on? Oh, well, just yesterday, we premiered uh, Justice League and the Fatal Five, mm -hmm. Very cool. which is a new uh, direct-to-video movie. Great cast. Mm -hmm. uh, really good film. I've been promoting it on Twitter. Everyone seems to really love it. Oh, let me ask, if I can backstep, I have one question about Batman, prepping for Batman specifically. You've played Batman in the animated series cartoon show for television. You've played him in multiple Baltimore movies, and you've played him in multiple video games. Do you approach those, either those mediums or that interpretation of Batman differently? It's interesting. The character has to be consistent because the audience knows him so well. Sure. So you have to be true to the character. And that's the hard thing after 27 years, mm -hmm. keeping it fresh. The approach you do to the... A format is so different in doing games to doing the TV shows or the movies. Sure. Um, it's just gaming is is a whole different world because you've got to be totally isolated. They've got to be totally clean takes. They do it, you know, in four-hour blocks. You're alone in a room. 
and you're feeding yourself energy. You're creating the world for yourself. You're totally isolated. Because yeah. a lot of the, it's out of context. It's all out of context. Yeah. Yeah. All, they need each algorithm to be completely clean, depending on how the game is played. Right. So they can't have any of that interaction with the other, other characters. But whereas when you do a TV show or a film, it's done like a radio play, where you're all together in the room together. Sure. And oh, that cool. just feeds you. You know, in two hours, you do a, a half an hour show. So it's night and day. For sure. Night is spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, yeah, right? <laughs> you, you really are a legend. The last question Thank I have you. for you is, one thing that we love to talk with creators about is, you have made such a huge impact on this character, and in turn, on the fans of that character. What has that impact made on you? Has that made an impact on you as you've impacted him? I am just so uh, amazed at the way this character resonates with the audience. He is so loved by so many people. Yeah. I get sort of the reflected glow of a lot of that emotion. Sure. Just because I'm the voice that they associate with the character. Oh, yeah. But it's the character. They, it's amazing to see the loyalty to that character, the, the love for him. He's so noble. Absolutely. And people love that about him. They respect that about him. They, they trust him. I have people come up and just want to hug me. So, you know, you got me through a difficult childhood. Sure. And it wasn't me. It was the, it was the, the world of Batman. It was that character, his nobility. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been amazing to be associated with that character, a real privilege. Well, you've been one of the most consistent voices to that character for so many years. And like you said, consistency is key, but it pays off because in my head, you know, you can go through any iteration of actors, you know, whether it's Ben Affleck or Christian Bale, but... Your voice has been Batman for thank years you. and years and thank years you. from thank my you. childhood on. So thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for doing it. that. For real. Well, I, I know we've had conversations when we read comic books, that show are the voices that we hear in our heads. So okay. every time I read Great. Batman, it's you. It's Perfect. You're in there. Thank you. That's it. Perfect. The brainwashing worked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. There's a joke. It's the beginning of your Joker right there. <laughs> Well, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Kevin. Sure. Launchpad Podcast here at WonderCon Anaheim 2019, speaking to the legendary Kevin Conroy. Thank you so much, sir. We really appreciate your time. talking to you. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Kevin Conroy. How cool. I mean, what a fun... And that was actually one of the last things we did at WonderCon. What a fun way to wrap it up. Uh, we just had a great time. And he was just so sincere and cool. And, you know, we, we, Rumi and I felt like we probably could have got another 10 minutes, but we didn't want to push it. There was a, a huge line. A friend of his was waiting to speak with him, too. But he was in no rush, not pressuring us, just chill to, to talk with. So it was really cool. What a fun way to, to wrap out not only our WonderCon experience, but our, our WonderCon episodes, letting you guys follow along with us as we walk through WonderCon. It is such a cool thing. We love that con. We love all cons, but that's really a fun one. We really get to talk to some cool people. Let us know. Were you guys at WonderCon? What did you guys do? What did you see? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LaunchpadPod. And check us out on our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Guys, hit like, subscribe. Please leave reviews. That stuff really helps us. We love to see that you're there. We love to know that you guys are there. Uh, we love pictures. We love when you guys send us art, friggin' in real art in the mail. I love that shit. But check us out online if you subscribe, like, and review us. It really, really helps us, and it's going to help us expand the show a bit. We have some big plans coming up. We hope 
that you guys have loved our WonderCon experience as much as we did. We'll be throwing out more pictures and stuff soon, but uh, we hope to see you guys at the next con. Keep listening. We got some great stuff coming for you guys next week. Hopefully, Rumi will be back uh, on board here, but even if not, I got some solo plans for my, my Rumi solo album called A Lonely Handsome Boy. <laughs> Check it out, guys. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. This is Matt, and I am the Launchpad, and I am out. (laughs) Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.